Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Um, I'm so thankful that um, God has shown me grace and mercy today to uh, be a speaker here. I'm not a teacher or a preacher, but even though I'm not that, I believe that in spite of my inability, God can show his ability. Amen? Um, thank you. Uh, I just want to say thank you to... Um, Pastor Neil, who invited me to um, have this sermon here, and also I thank God for uh, Fernando. He also asked me to do this, so I praise God for them, and I thank, most of all, I thank God, my Lord and Savior, who has made it possible for me to come over here. I love to preach. <laughs> I love to talk about my Lord and Savior. I like to talk about my God in heaven. And uh, this sermon is a very, very interesting one. For God so loved. Many times we talk about Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. But we never talk about or hardly talk about the Father. God the Father and what he has done for us. Eh? Amen. Because he actually gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and me. That's a great, great sacrifice, isn't it? I could never be able to do such a thing to give my two daughters to someone to, like me to torture them and put them to death. But Lord Jesus Christ came and God the Father gave him to us. Even though God, Jesus is not his son, right? We know that from the scripture. Jesus is God himself as well. God, we have God the Father, we have God the Son, and we have God, the Holy Spirit, three persons in the Godhead, right? Amen. We believe that. We, that is scriptural. Praise God for that. But before we start the sermon, I'd like to pray uh, to this Father in heaven that he will send his Holy Spirit and use me to the special um, moment at the moment this, that he will inspire me with his Holy Spirit. So let's have a prayer. You can just uh, bow your heads. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this opportunity that you gave me, Lord. I thank you for this moment that we can come together as a church, as a congregation to listen to your word, Lord. Here we are. We want to listen to what you're going to tell us, Lord. I just want to be a, a mouth through which your Holy Spirit will speak. Dear Lord, you speak to our hearts, including mine. Whenever I speak, I want to speak to myself first. Lord. So I pray, Lord, that your will will be done, that your Holy Spirit will use me to touch our lives so that we can give our hearts and minds to you, that you may change us and make us new. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. For God so loved, hmm, for God so loved. Let us go to the Genesis, Genesis 1.1. What does it say over there? We just read it. Recently, somebody said here, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. He created heavens and earth. You know, God is love before all creation. God is. God is Father, God is Son, and God is Holy Spirit, right? Amen. We said that already. Jesus is the one who came to save you and me. He came down on earth for you because he loved us. God the Father loved us so much. That he was the one who actually was struggling. What is he going to do? 
y sigan al, allow us poor human beings to uh, 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 perish or he's going to give his son for us. This was special. This is something that unimaginable. The whole universe couldn't understand this. They couldn't understand what God was doing because God had an enemy and we're going to talk about this right now pretty soon. God is love. God is, his commandments are love. His commandments are eternal. God is, his character is love. First, he is love before anything else. Jesus was not always a son, as we said it. He came, became a son when he came to be born on this planet. But this is just only in a term, our term, so that we can understand it. We know and understand our relationship between each other. We know and understand relationship between father, son, mother, daughter, and whatever, right? So that's why God had to come down to our level. And he said, well, I'm giving my son. Jesus is eternal as God the Father is eternal. The Holy Spirit is eternal. There is no beginning and no end. In the beginning. In what kind of beginning? Jesus, they don't have beginning, right? But we do. In the beginning of creation, before anything else, God had created. What did he create? Because God is love. And he likes to, he loves to have children. Right? And, 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 and the children he wants to have is the children that are intellectual children. Not some, I mean, I'm not saying that the animals, there are few uh, animals, there are animals that are pretty, I'll say, oh, he's pretty smart, right? That this dog is really smart. Or, you know, we, we, we give attributes to the, to the animals, how smart they are. <laughs> but we as human beings are much smarter than that. But before that, before we even existed, who did he create first? God created first being. What was that first being that he created? Anyone knows? Sorry? Say it louder. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, what was the first being that God created? No. Oh, come on. We got to go back to the Bible. We don't know. Sorry? Lucifer. Lucifer was the first being that God created. Lucifer was the archangel. He was a well being. He was a beautiful being. He was, he loved God. He served God with love. He, he loved him. Definitely. God created within him a love for God. And he loved God definitely. And he served God. He was even a leader of angelic host. He was he was a, a, a choir leader. He, I, we were told in the, by the inspiration of Alan White that he had a seven pipes in his neck, whatever we call it, right? I don't know whether he had an, I mean, yes, angels do have, we are similar, right? But uh, angels are much more intellect, intellectual than we are, aren't, we, aren't they? Hell yes, definitely. And this being Lucifer, he could sing seven different tunes. That's why there are so many uh, music of, of his over there. <laughs> but don't forget that God is his music here. 
Right? Praise God for that. And Lucifer served God and loved him until, until iniquity was found in him. And we find this in um, Ezekiel. But we'll go, before that, we will go into, um, into John 1, 1, 1 to 5. We just read these words. So he became son, right? So let's read it. Let's go back to this, to this chapter of John, uh, chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. This word stands for Jesus Christ, right? He is the word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And excuse me, I'm a little bit hot here, so please, if you don't mind, I just want to take this off. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's a little bit too hot in here. <laughs> Maybe because I'm excited. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I just praise God for this. Anyway, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Who? Through Jesus Christ. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And we read verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the, of, as of the only begotten son um, of the father. Full of grace. Full of grace and truth. Jesus is the way and the truth. Amen. In the beginning of what? In the beginning of creation. In the beginning of creation, Jesus Christ created. He is the one who created Lucifer. He, by his word, everything was created. God the Father, everyone was involved. There was God the Father, there was God the Son, Jesus Christ, and there was the Holy Spirit. All of them together were working together to create beings, intellectual beings, including other beings in the universe. There are so many beings in the universe over there. You know, today scientists say, ah, oh, you know, they're trying to see if there are, if there is uh, life in the universe. <laughs> Tell you what, they don't have to look through their big telescopes over there. They can only look in the Bible and they'll know. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> but, you know, praise God. You know, God is good. He made a simple thing. He just gave us this book. And I suggest that we need to read that every day of our lives, every moment of our lives. We need to constantly be in, in, in studying this word. The word is Jesus Christ. Amen. So because God is love, he wanted to create so many things, so many things, not only things, but the first thing he wanted to create is intellectual beings. He is the father. He wants to have a personal relationship. And I mean... You know, we have, uh, I don't know, you guys have animals. I don't, but uh, maybe some of you have dogs or cats or whatever. Sometimes you're talking to a dog and a cat, but does he talk to you back? No, he doesn't or sh whatever, you know. <laughs> so that's why we human beings, we like to, uh, you know, have children. <laughs> so this is what it is. God has children, so many children in the whole universe where God shows his love to all his creatures. He is a kind and loving God. And we know from the inspiration that Jesus, even when he was on this planet, when he came, he, even a little bird, when he was suffering, he took it and he tried to heal it. You know, that's what God is like. He doesn't like people to suffer. He doesn't like animals to suffer. 
We poor human beings, we like to eat them. <laughs> Let's eat them. Oh, come on. God says, no, I made you fruits and vegetables. I made you all these things. And we just want to go our, you know, fill our stomachs with other things. Especially these uh, people go and uh, eat all kinds of stuff. Prawns and, and pigs and stuff like that. I mean, I don't want to condemn anybody. Because even we are not even better. Some of us eat meat and I do sometimes. But God says, hey, come on, we got to go back. We got to go back to the Garden of Eden when there was no meat then. There was only fruits and vegetables, grains and all the healthy stuff. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God for that. I don't want to get too carried away because I don't know. I mean, I'll be <laughs> here until uh, midnight. <laughs> when Paul was uh, talking over there and somebody fell off the window. Remember that one? Well, anyway. So God decided to create these intellectual beings. Can I just take this microphone? Microphone first. I just want to use this. Sometimes I like to move around. Um, so God had to create intellectual beings where, where he could relate to them, Right? So the first beings he did create was, was Lucifer. But what kind of beings are they going to create? Are they going to create a robots or somebody that they have to love him, they have to obey whatever he says? Or what? What kind of beings? Intellectual, yes, we know that. But what else? Excuse me? Free will, thank you, brother. Free will was the only option. Freedom, free will. And today we have a lot of people trying to be free. A lot of people going, you know, protest. We want our freedom. We want this. We want that. Because God had instigated in us. We have that in us. Freedom. But, you know, don't forget something. We're going to look forward a little bit in this sermon, that God, even though he created freedom, but he loves us to love him and to obey him out of our free will. Right? Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, that's, that's the thing. You know, many times, oh, well, let me do something for God. Let me do, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that. No, God, God says, I'd like you to, to obey me, not because you have to do it, no, because you love to do it, because you love me. Oh, my family's here. Oh, thank God for that. Praise God. Thank you very much for coming. All right, have a seat. All right. This is my family, by the way. Ivana, Milanka, and Snezhana. All right, one in the middle is my wife. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's go continue with this. So God wanted to have us freely to love him, not to be, oh, I have to do this. Do I have to go to church today? Come on. We, he says, hey, look, I love you so much. Why don't you spend time with me? Because for spending time with God is when we get to know him. And the Bible says for to know him is to love him. Amen. Well, let's continue with the sermon here. So we see here, ah, God created free will. So Lucifer was the first angel that was created, and free will was given him as well. 
So he loved God. He served him with, with love. And, 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 and he did everything until iniquity was found. He was involved in being uh, a choir leader. And I said that already. So they got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One day they decided they're going uh, to they go in secret and talk to each other. Why? Because, thank you very much, brother. Because, because why? Because uh, 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 they wanted to create a distinct race, someone special. It is man and a woman. It is Adam and Eve. This is something that never happened in the universe. And don't forget, don't forget, God created the whole universe already before this planet. So, this planet was the last planet that he created with uh, human beings, with Adam and Eve. And don't forget one thing. It is Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve as it is popular today. Today we have a lot of popular uh, theories that, oh, well, you can be whatever you want. You can be gay, lesbian, whatever. doesn't really matter. <laughs> Sorry about that if uh, any of you or anybody has this kind of tendency. God loves you. Don't forget I always say something like this, that God really loves you. He loves me as a sinner. He ma, I'm a, as Paul said it, chief of sinners. But God loves me. He loved me so much. He went after me and he protected me so many times. Praise God for that. Even though I was living in sinful habit and condition. But God never stopped loving me. He always showed favor to me. Praise God to that. Amen. So here we see God created Adam and Eve. And then what happened? What happened after this? Well, let's, let's, let's read. Um, okay, so. So we know, we see, we were talking about this. Until iniquity was found in him. So who was that? Sorry? Lucifer. At the beginning, his name was not uh, Satan. All right? So he was a good angel. So he had a name, Lucifer. What was his name, uh, meaning of his name? Light bearer. Yeah, thank you very much. So he was a light bearer. Praise God for that. But until the iniquity was found in him, and we read this in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 28, uh, chapter 15. Uh, tw chapter 28, uh, 15 to 19. So let's go to Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel. Excuse me. And we'll read in the, chapter 28 and verses 15 to 19. So here he goes. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. This is the sin that he had. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mouth of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your, because of your what? Beauty. God likes beautiful people. God likes beauty, right? That's why he created beautiful angel, right? But he was, 
because of his beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought you fire from your midst. It devoured you, and I tore you to ashes upon the earth and the sight, in the sight of all who saw you. So here, uh, all who knew you, and verse 19, all who knew you among the people, peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. So this verse tells us that Satan and sinners, those who haven't repented yet, they will, if they don't repent, right, they will be ashes. They will be no more. So this is the verse that tells us that God will take away all of these things and he will make everything new. So it's not like, you know, some people or some religions teach that, you know, there is a hellfire that will burn forever and ever. And they will continue to burn everlasting. It's talking about, about that everlasting fire. But this is the everlasting because it turns to ashes when it's finished no more anyway this is not a um, subject today for us but let's continue when God when God puts a tree of knowledge in good and evil now this tree was put on every every planet in the universe amen every planet in the universe including this planet and God said not to eat from that tree when God says not to do something or not to eat from it that is a commandment of God and by breaking that commandment what is that sin so there it is that the, 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 um, definition of sin is commandment uh, breaking of God's commandment whatever it is whether it's a Ten commandment or some other form of commandment. In this case, it was the, not to eat the, uh, from the tree of life, or from the tree of uh, uh, good and evil, right? All right. So now we see, and then what happened? Sin entered into the human race, for all have sinned. And at creation, God gave us marriage and Sabbath. He sealed his work with the time period. He gave us Sabbath as a memorial of what? of creation amen and we can find this in genesis 2 1 to 3 let's go to genesis 2 1 to 3 thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished and on the seventh day god ended his work which he had done and he rested on the uh, seventh day uh, from all his work which he had done then God blessed the seventh seventh day and sanctified it be, um, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made so God blessed the Sabbath day he blessed the seventh day why did he rest 
God doesn't need rest, does he? No, he doesn't need rest. He never rests. In fact, he never rests. But he showed us an example. He knew. God knew that one day we human beings will fall into sin. And we will be so busy that we will forget God. And he said, hey, listen. This is what I gave you. This is, the com this is something that will, 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 will um, uh, actually show. You will tell to the world that we haven't become from monkeys. Right? God created everything within six days. Amen? And on the seventh day, he rested. At creation, God gave us marriage. Yes. He has worked with the time period. He gave us a Sabbath as a memorial. So on Friday, the sixth day, God had finished his work. And everything was very good. For those Christians who believe that Sabbath, the Sabbath was for the Jews. Well, this is the proof that the Sabbath is not for the Jews. The Sabbath was for Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve weren't Jews, were they? Were they? No, they were, they were way before the, any Jew was there. Amen? So this is the proof. This, this is how you tell to the other Christians that the Sabbath is for them as well, for the whole world. This is the proof. And for those Christians that believe that Sunday is the seventh day, how do we know that the Sunday is not the seventh day? Sorry? Well, the Bible, how does the Bible say? Sorry? All right. But today we have sometimes we have these calendars that begin with um, other day than, uh, than the Sunday. Right, so Sunday, according to our calendar, is Sunday is the first day. But how do we, how do we, how can we actually biblically prove to the people that Sabbath is that Saturday and not Sunday? Sorry, read it, brother. What does it say? Okay. Amen. That's what I want. That this is this is the proof. So so the preparation. We know the whole world knows that Jesus died on the Friday, which is Good Friday, right? And that is the preparation day. So Friday is a preparation day. Preparation day for what? For Sabbath. Amen. And then Jesus kept the Sabbath even in his death. He died and he was he was resting on the Sabbath day. Amen. So we see Jesus offering himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen to that, eh? Amen. Jesus had offered himself before the foundation of the world. God's love wants to save all humanity. Amen? God is love and the purpose in life is to discover this wonderful love of God. Because this is... Something that we never know. We know, you know, there are three kinds of love. We have phileo. What's, what love is phileo? Brotherly. Brotherly love, all right? And then we have erotic, which is between man and a woman. And then we have 
Agape love. This is the greatest love that anyone can have. This is God's love. Agape love. Everlasting love. Like, like my uh, daughter always says, everlasting love. <laughs> I thank God for my daughter, Ivana. She's really encouraging that way. So agape is everlasting love. There is no greater love than this. That God gave his only begotten son for you and me. That he gave his son for us rebels, for us chief of sinners, for us enemies of God. Satan became enemy of God, number one enemy of God, and he is enemy of God and enemy of men. You know, Ellen White says that Satan delights in wars. That's why there are so many wars around, eh? Because Satan wants to destroy, kill, steal, and destroy, right? But God, on the other hand, he wants to save people. He wants to help them to get to know him because for to know him is to love him. And that's why you and I come in. Jesus showed us, God the Father showed us his love. And he says, hey, now if you know me, come on, go and tell others. Tell them that God loves them. Hey, come on, stop fighting. You know, years back, maybe... Maybe about 10, 11, or 12, or 15 years ago, I, I guess, maybe even 15 years ago, maybe even more than that. I remember I went to my brother's place, John, and we were about to start the Sabbath. And there was some yelling and cursing and whatever, you know, almost fighting on the street. And I went over there and I said, Hey, why are you yelling? Why are you fighting? What's going on? I begin in a low tone, nice sweet tone and they stopped and I said what's going on oh you know and there was a woman pregnant woman and this husband of her beginning and I said hey look calm down you know it's no good for the baby really yeah the baby is no good you know if that happened please love one another it's not it's not something that you should do this you should love one another instead of hating each other come on love each other <laughs> then they they uh they started doing the other way thank god for that but you know we need to be we need to be like our god we need to tell others that we need to they need to love each other this world needs a love of god and that's what it is god had shown us the great love through jesus christ our our, our lord and savior hmm. i love the true story that i have heard that happened in the heart of America on the great river of Mississippi. This is a true story that is picturing this great love of God, Father's love, in our human way. Many times we are he hearing about what Jesus had done, but what God has done, this is the special story that I will tell you. It is really interesting. This story is showing us what has God the Father done for us. Um, but before we do that, I have another thing to read. Okay, so uh, before we do that, um, I'm going to read from this back of this book. Uh, I just want to ask one question for all of you. Who is for the first time here? Oh, wow. Okay, anybody else? Thank you, brother. Anybody else? Okay. Now, who, that's, that's one thing. Another thing, who of you are studying the Word of God in, um, 
getting to know, I mean, I know all of us are, do, uh, but who is not a Seventh-day Adventist, but wants to become, to learn uh, of God through the Word of God. Can you please raise your hand, please, if you don't mind. Now, if you don't do that, I mean, you don't have to do it, but uh, you'll be sorry for this because I want to give you a gift. So please, can you raise your hand? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I just want to, can you help me, brother? Okay, just before we do that, I want to give the gift. So if you have this um, hand, you need out, please. To all those who raise their hands and would love one of them. I mean, if, uh, you know, please, those of you, if you want one, I can give you later on, all right? Uh, I have plenty more. So uh, I, I took the whole two boxes, I mean, one and a half box of them uh, to give to people. So uh, here, so just um, raise your hand and... and uh, yeah, just hand it out to them. That's it. All right. Just, uh, you know, if anybody else wants, there are some more there. You're uh, welcome to raise your hand and take it even if you're, you know, doesn't really matter. All right. Good. Okay. All right. Okay, thank you very much. Now... <coughs> Now we can go on. So now for all of you who have this book, now we're going to read from the back of this book. So this book is the story of redemption and steps to Christ. You have two books in one. All right. So you have the story of redemption and steps to Christ. So we're going to read from the back of this book. It is very, very interesting what I'm going to read right now. <coughs> Listen to this. So you can follow all of you who have this book. Sorrow filled heaven. As it was realized that the man was lost and that the world which God has created was to be filled with mortals doomed to misery, sickness, and death. And there was no way of escape for the offender. The whole family of Adam must die. He, who is this he? Jesus Christ. He then made known to the angelic host that a way of escape had been made. For the lost man. He told them that he had been pleading with the father. And had offered to give his life as a ransom. To take the sentence of death upon himself. That through him man might find pardon. That through the merits of, of his blood. And obedience to the law of God. They could have the favor of God. And be brought into the beautiful garden and eat of the fruit of the tree of life once more. So this is before the, I mean, this, this is when man fell into sin. So, so God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, remember we were talking about that they met in secret, that they're going to create a new distinct race. So this is where they, uh, what they were talking about in that secret uh, uh, union together, right? So this story, let's go back to this story. The story happened in America, on, in the heart of the river uh, of America, on the river of Mississippi. This is a true story that is picturing God. Uh, many years ago, one man lived on the Mississippi River who was employed on the huge bridge. So there was a bridge there on the Mississippi River who was 
able to be put down or lifted up. Now, now the bridge was to remain up so that the boats can go up and down the river. Now, over this bridge, uh, uh, the train will now and then come and go over the bridge. So that's why this man, whose name was Mr. Griffin, he had to climb up on the huge tower. It takes him about five minutes to climb up, and then he would put the bridge down from there. And then when he put the bridge down, he will, uh, the train can go over the bridge. Now this, <coughs> this man, uh, now and then, he will receive a telephone call from uh, um, his uh, office over there where somebody's looking at, and when the train is about to arrive, they ring him up and they say, hey, Mr. Griffin, look, now the train is going to come. Please go up the, uh, the control tower and put the bridge down. All right. So now what happened, one day, this man, Mr. Griffin, he decided he's going to bring his children to show them around. So he brought his two, two children, his daughter and, uh, and, uh, and a little son, <coughs> and he was showing them around. So when they, when they came to the platform where there was a huge gears, he received a telephone call. And the telephone call, the lady over there said to him, hey, Mr. Griffin, a train with 500 people is coming with about 50 miles an hour. He's coming. He's coming down. Please, Mr. Griffin, go immediately to the, to the control tower and put the bridge down. So then he said uh, to his uh, children, he said, look, children, I got to go up. Your daddy has to go up there, and he has to put the bridge down and up again. When I put it up again, I'll come back, and I'll show you around. Please, you stay right here. And his um, five-year-old son said, yeah, sure, daddy. You go ahead. We'll stay right here. And then Mr. Griffin had climbed up that control tower that took him about five minutes. And But when he reached the top, he turned around and he looked where the, your ch his children are. And then he saw that his child, little five-year-old child, was climbing amongst the huge gears. So now he either, what is he going to do? Either he's going to leave the bridge up and watch the train with 500 people plummeting to their death. Or, <coughs> or he's going to put the bridge down and sacrifice his son's life. So he made a decision. He put the hand on the lever. He pushed the lever down. The gears began to turn. His son was sucked in and crushed to death. And a big bridge came down. And, uh, with, and then the train with 500 people whisked across the bridge. And people on the train were reading their newspapers, playing sports. having good time. And this man, Mr. Griffin, pounded on the glass door, on the glass over there and said, people, people, don't you know what I have done that you might live? And this is exactly a picture of God, what he has done for you. He said, people, people, he's pounding on the glass door of your heart. And he says, people, people, don't you know what I have done that you might live? My father in heaven, he loves you so much. He says, I gave my son for you to die for you. And Jesus is coming to you and to me today. He says, my son, he says, 
my father sacrificed my life for you and I am willing to give you my life my perfect life instead of your life instead of your horrible life I'll give you my perfect life instead of that so that will you accept me as your personal savior may God help us that we will accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior amen Thank God that um, this opportunity he gave us to come again to him. And we need to come all the time to him, every day, every morning. As we need to eat the food, ordinary food, we need to eat the spiritual food. This is our food. Because the Bible says, by beholding, we are changing to the image we are beholding. So I encourage you all that you spend time with God. Get up in the morning, in the evening. Just have time with him as much as possible, whenever you can. We cannot always be, but we can always be in prayer. A prayer is a breath of life. May God help us. Let's have a prayer. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for, yours, for your great loving sacrifice for us, for me, a rebel. Thank you, Lord, for your great love in Jesus Christ that you gave us your son. We accept your son, Jesus Christ, as our personal Savior. I accept it. And I believe all of us here do too. Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus Christ that you help us, that none of us who are right now here, none of us will be lost. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to work on our hearts and minds until until you are perfectly satisfied with our uh, life, I, until you are perfectly satisfied with Christ within us. We thank you, Lord, that you gave us such a beautiful example, Lord Jesus. And you always said it, I am here to do my Father's business. Thank you, Lord. Help us, each and every one of us, to do our Father's business. And that is to go into the world and tell to others what Jesus had done for us. May God help us in that. May you help us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.